DSDS. This is Forces Sport. Hello and welcome to Forces Sport with me, Kath Brazier and Julian Evans. Jules, I hope you've had a great week, a great weekend of sport. I just want to get in there first. Here we go. Because you will make some snide comment otherwise. And to say that I can categorically deny that I was at the Wimbledon men's final at the weekend. I was not the spectator. Who looks like they've had (laughs) 700 drinks. Who'd had 700 drinks. What did you think about that? I mean, I actually thought if someone has is that drunk and is interfering with play they probably should be chucked out um, but obviously it was a part of a curious rant so I don't think they'd had 700 drinks I think they'd had one or two they're in the sunshine but if they're shouting out they shouldn't be doing that should be they, asked to leave they, they got all excited overexcited big moment for them well Nick Kyrgios now has a massive beef with whoever that was they got so, um, they, they, they were they were let out and let back in again after oh, the. oh that's um, nice I didn't know that they'd actually done something about that they'd had some water they had, were some wor- had a word with themselves. with themselves in the mirror <laughs> and they had some water and they were allowed back in again on best, yeah. be- best behaviour I can't tell you how many messages I had saying are you at the Wimbledon men's final I Which, did think I, t- I did think I saw you but my grand old age um, of 43 I don't do that sort of thing anymore giving your age away <laughs> I'm hoping those people I'm hoping those people will come back and um, say oh Cass you look good what's That's coming awesome. up on today anyway yes coming up Listen. we're speaking to Mr Army Football himself Billy Thompson a much loved character within the military football community this is what he's about I've always thought it extremely important that the soldiers have that uh, that sort of ability and we can facilitate the game for them that that to me is, is crucial it's all about the soldiers now Billy leaves his post as Secretary of Army Football at the end of this month after 21 years in post his love for the game has carried him far but as he admits himself it didn't come from his skills on the pitch i wasn't a particularly good player i knew what i wanted to do but the body was saying don't be silly (laughs) Uh, we've all been there billy (laughs) so uh you know as i say i was fortunate enough to be able to play and play alongside some really talented players and it was just that uh uh, you know, the ability to play the game regardless of your ability that I thought was extremely important. I was enlightened, it has to be said, Jules. I um, I have not spent enough time with Billy Thompson over the 12 years of being at BFBS and I'm now regretting not having spent any time with him as he leaves post. But I assume he'll still be around the football the football sort of fraternity, won't he? He'll be watching games and stuff. But He's great company. Got a lot of good stories. Has had a lot of passion, a lot of input into army football. And it's those people that you need. You mm. need that passion from within to keep organisations like the Army Football Association going. And I know that the Royal Air Force and the Royal Navy, Royal Marines have equivalent passionate people pushing forward. Soldiers, sailors, airmen, airwomen, you know, all, all of the above. To, to get out and play football because it, it is it is the most popular sport across the military without doubt and it's interesting so you know do do stay listening because it's a really fascinating chat again with Billy Thompson but he talks about he said there was a push for professionalism within the, the military game not just in army football but I think they sort of got to the point he talks about the echelons of playing for the UK Armed Forces representative football but what's interesting is I think he then took a back step and went hang on a minute we're too concentrated on this. What about the guys Smaller and girls units, yeah. who just want to play on a Wednesday? And suddenly yeah. that became his focus. And over 21 years, he's probably seen changes like that, you know, happen daily, um, weekly. But um, I know he's going to find it hard to leave. 
And I know he'll enjoy his football a lot more now that he can come along and he won't have all the admin. But there is an element where you don't think... I feel like he's not going to let go a little bit because he loves it so much and people possibly might come back to him with all his vast 21 years of knowledge. Now, there was some football on this weekend. Um, the Nepal Cup final took place on Saturday in Aldershot. The Queen's Gurkha engineers played against the Queen's Gurkha signals. It was a great game, which ended one all, so it went to the dreaded penalties. And the penalties, I'm told, were intense with both teams... Intense? Intense with Thought both teams missing their first shots. Listen, though, okay. 10 penalties then went by <sighs> with neither team missing the target until a signal shot was saved. So the engineers finally won the cup after six years. Now, Alex Hood was there from BFBS Radio and it sounds like he was enjoying the post-match celebrations. As you can see in the background, the Queen's Gurkha engineers are celebrating pretty hard. Why is that? Because what, the Kutsuha engineers hasn't won the Nepal Cup and hasn't reached the final for the last six years. So this is time to celebrate and I hope everyone is enjoying and yes. So yeah, so this is six well, years so energy. Yeah, so six years so energy. So Question, question. How does it feel to have won the Nepal Cup? Absolutely, oh, wonderful, wonderful feeling. It was an intense game, wasn't it? It went all the way down to penalties. 120 minutes, non-stop. That was crazy game, but... And yeah. in this heat, because it is hot, isn't it? Uh, it was hot, but we're prepared. <laughs> we won it. Yeah, well done, well done. Sadly, I have no idea who he was talking to, but it does sound like the they winners. were having a lot of fun. He was talking to the winners. <laughs> That's and all that matters. They, they play the match on Queen's Avenue, which is this long mm. stretch. Um, down at the Aldershot Garrison, but they don't play in the stadium. Mm-hmm. They play on the sort of the the training, training pitches, pitches yeah. if you like. And it the ground was baked. I was yes, there last I mean, week. it's not green Prop, anymore, is it? Proper baked. So yeah. that would have been hot. You know, when you get the blisters, when you're doing the turning in your <laughs> boots, and you go, oh. <laughs> but uh, well done to them. But then we go back to you, and we sp- spoke to Alex Menya a couple of weeks ago, Army volleyball, and he was saying that possibly, and I'm sure this is true for the for the Gurkhas. It's probably how they grew up playing football. With you know, blisters. they wouldn't, not necessarily the blisters, blisters but on the baked ground, somewhere in a pool rather than a sort of lush green. And it's a great day as well. They also have exhibitions mm-hmm. and they have the cook, cookery dance. And it's a chance for the Nepal community to come together, which is very strong in Aldershot, Church Crookham. Lots of the guys come up from Dover as well, because well, Folkestone, uh, there's lots of Gurkha regiments down there as well. So it's, it's a great day. They have a little Ferris wheel going in the background. It's a really good occasion, as you could hear. Yes, exactly. With, in, in Alex a, little chat there. There we go. That's a football festival for you, as We discussed football that last Football festival, <laughs> are they? <laughs> now in Polo, they run Cup between the Army and Navy was won this year by the Army 10 goals to 3 after a close start to the match where both teams scored in the first couple of minutes the Army surged in front leading the Navy 7-1 at half time by full time the Army got into double figures retaining the trophy which dates back to 1910 here's the victorious Army captain Hector Fair talking to John Knighton this young team that has been put together obviously done the business yeah um, well it works on the day. I, I, what can I say? I would. I, I, I'm afraid I do have to correct you on one thing. I mean, by and large, we're pretty young. But uh, Colonel yeah. Colonel Barney, you know, maybe dragging the average up a bit. Okay, well, <laughs> say three out of four then. But you know, in all seriousness, though, this is this is important stuff, isn't it? You know, to, you know, inter-services rivalry goes through throughout the forces at every sport that you do, and none more so than here in polo. I, I think that's. I think that's uh, absolutely fair to say. I think. There's no, there's no time that any of uh, the services meet on any any sporting field and don't feel that rivalry. Um, I think ultimately, though, the the best games to watch certainly, you know, in, in in my experience, not not just polo, but 
in all the surf sports, the best games to watch are the ones that are sort of played in in best spirit, and hopefully, hopefully that came across today. Oh, this certainly happened today, most definitely. And for you, I mean, it's, what, six goals out of the ten? That's not bad, not a bad, not, not a bad uh, haul at the end of the day. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I'm afraid I can't count that high, so... <laughs> well, we, was, we were certainly counting. But, I mean, to all the team, you know, you must be delighted. And also to the Navy as well. I mean, the, the score sounds comprehensive, it was, but it was certainly a, clo a closer battle than maybe the score suggests. Do you know, yeah, I, I, I think that absolutely hits the nail on the head. The Navy played, played a really good game. It, sometimes, sometimes the rubber the green goes against you. Uh, that score, that scoreline could very easily have been, you know, uh, sort of eight-eight, and and the amount the amount of chances that they they were unable to capitalise on, uh, and and frankly, you know, with us getting lucky on a time or two. I'm I'm guessing. I'm only going to guess this that Hector might be in the cavalry. <laughs> Possibly, yes. Yeah. I mean, he he certainly sounds like someone who plays polo. But which other sporting program brings you? I know. Volleyball one week. We've had a bit of football already. Going to have some more football later. And now we're talking about polo. And a Nepal Cup final and only, a Rundle Cup polo. Only in the military do you get this. Have Absolutely. you ever seen the Rundle Cup? It's enormous. Looks like the nose cone off oh, the some actual sort cup. of... Yeah, no, I haven't. Like the nose cone off, oh, I don't know, some sort of space shuttle or something. I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a John Knighton Twitter thread with that um, large cup on it somewhere. He does love a large one. I will have to have a look myself. Now, Jules, there was... I nearly called you John. There was another match. The UK Armed Forces team defeated the USA 6-5 to win the Indian Cavalry Officers Association trophy and take an unassailable 2-0 lead in their three-match Chapel Cup series. And a reminder, if you missed that polo at the weekend... You're forgiven. There are there was a lot of sport on. Then you can see all the action from both games via our Forces News Facebook page and YouTube channel. Um, it was a big, big weekend for international rugby, Jules, but some great news in last week. Another army signing to a premiership club. Um, tell me what you know about Virimi Korowale. I there must, you go. I must say... <laughs> I, I, Watched a bit of Army Sevens over the years mm -hmm. and saw him the weekend previous when Aldershot Garrison hosted, or the Army Rugby Union hosted the final round of the GB Super Sevens. Nobody at that stage had said, oh, by the <laughs> way, one of our guys has been picked up by, you know, premiership, premiership sides. Side, yeah. It's come quite late in his years. He's, was he 27, mm, 28? Yeah. He's a very versatile player, very quick, good hands, plays in the backs which means you're one of the fast guys he's either centre or wing so yeah. we wish him all the best with what's to come in the coming weeks months pre-season yeah so Newcastle he signed a, yeah, a two year deal up at Newcastle Falcons I mean I'm, he's not as quick as young Adam Radwan but no he's, but he's, he's obviously different, different sort of like player. you say he, he's probably bigger and can play in, in like in the centre and stuff like that and also the salary cap that's come in with, right. with professional rugby at the moment so perhaps teams are looking for mm. I don't want to say a cheaper alternative but a suitable alternative they, that doesn't cost you as many beans. They can't go far wrong with a Fijian rugby player, really, can they? Um, <laughs> but I, I was at university with Dave Walder, who now coaches Newcastle Falcons. Um, mm -hmm. And so that would be nice. So I'm, I'm quite happy to go up and do a piece with, um, with Immy there up at... Um, well, I know how much you love that part of the world. <laughs> also in athletics, the Army won the inter-services this week. Um, another hot affair. I mean, anyone doing sport at the moment is going to be dealing with, with those conditions. Uh, congratulations to Staff Sergeant Talai Peters. Okay. International call-up for the GB tug-of-war women's team. Wow. 
the tournament, the the World Games, no less, taking place in Alabama, the US of A. So good luck, GB. Uh, tug of war again another sport i'm pretty sure you can't get tug of war news on other podcasts so you know if you want it come to well, Force of sport. A- unless you're listening to tug of war podcast weekly in which case <laughs> you should start that out jules there'll be a lot of interest i'll pull the other one <laughs> Forces sport. Thank you for listening. I'm Kath Brazier and I'm here with Julian Evans. This month, Billy Thompson stands down as Secretary of Army Football, a post he's held for 21 years. He jokes he wasn't much of a player, but his love for the game and his desire to facilitate the game at every level of the army has kept him a busy man over the last two decades. He's overseen a massive push for... He's overseen a massive push for professionalism in the army setup, and even now, only weeks from retiring, he's still looking to the future, and in particular, facilitating more opportunities for women. A brilliant conversation with a Scotsman who's not afraid to speak his mind in all areas of the beautiful game. I've always had a fondness for the sport. I've never played it at a particularly high level, but I've enjoyed playing the game, and I've always thought it extremely important that the soldiers have that uh, that sort of ability and we can facilitate the game for them that that to me is is crucial it's all about the soldiers well you've dubbed it the soldiers game haven't you we have yes and i think we did that on reflection when we became a charity uh, in in 2013, if I can recall, and and basically when we were writing the uh, constitution for our charity, uh, we'd always known it as army football, and we thought it doesn't quite resonate with what we're trying to achieve here. So uh, under the direction of the then chairman, we renamed it football in the army, which I think sits very well. Um, does that come from your experience playing football in the army, like, you know, through the ranks and, you know, did you draw on all the experience you had of being a soldier in the army and, and playing? Yeah, I mean, I, I was fortunate, as I already said, I, I didn't play, I wasn't a particularly good player. I knew what I wanted to do, but the body was saying, don't be silly. <laughs> uh, We've all been there, Billy. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, as I say, I was fortunate enough to be able to play and play alongside some really talented players. And it was just that, uh, uh, you know, the ability to play the game regardless of your ability that I thought was extremely important. And it's a post that's given you plenty of highlights, highs and lows, but we'll focus on the positive. And one of those is the sort of almost an annual event that you've had with the Bundeswehr, the, the, the German army. Yes, of course. And that, uh, that began in, uh, I think it was 2014, when we invited the German Bundeswehr to come here to Aldershot. And it's the first time the Gen- Gen- German Bundeswehr had actually uh, brought their football team to the UK. So that was great. We invited them to come and play uh, at Aldershot and the game of truce. Uh, which was to commemorate the uh, the 1914 when June Christmas Day the soldiers stopped uh, the war, shall we say, got out their trenches and they started to play football. It was fantastic. And it's events like that that really attract more than just a military audience because it uh, goes back to that we saw a lot of pictures, didn't we, about the game of truce in the, on the 100 year anniversary and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I mean, stuff like that, but 
you've also got the real core, your grassroots, you know, you're really interested in the grassroots and that's, you're using that in, in um, army football as well. Of course. I mean, important for us in army football is Wednesday league afternoon football. And that is where the units and the individuals in that units get an opportunity to go out and play. Uh, for too long we concentrated on the higher echelons, the Army Senior Team, the UK Armed Forces, and forgetting that uh, you know there was an abundance of young lads and girls out there who just wanted to kick a football. So Wednesday League football for us is extremely important. And of course it's relying on all those volunteers who do an outstanding job running those various leagues for us. There's no question that football in the forces, especially in the army, is the most popular sport going. You've mentioned it on a Wednesday afternoon, units, teams are out playing. But the growth of the women's game in particular is something that has just really caught the imagination. It is. And of course, during the next few weeks, during the Euros, it will even uh, increase e even more. And uh, for us, the, the women's game is extremely important. Uh, the, the period of the women's game currently, there is no base to it because there isn't the same number of unit teams play football. And that's an area that I know the board having uh, had a meeting last week is going to concentrate on for the forthcoming season is getting unit football for girls and it doesn't necessarily have to be 11 v 11 it could be 9 v 9 as long as the individuals are out there playing football so it's it's an area that the board are really going to concentrate on on the forthcoming season but is that due to the lack of interest from Sort of, I would imagine most men who join up the military have played football at some point. Now that football's more available to those females, do you think there's a lack of interest or do you think it's been a lack of leadership from the Army FA maybe? I think uh, I wouldn't like to say it's a lack of leadership, albeit I've only got two weeks in the job, I could have been <laughs> sacked. Um, but uh, it, it's not a lack of leadership. We've always wanted to, uh, to grow the women's game and we're really going to put a lot of effort into it now uh, because uh, we have a great association with the Football Association and they set us various targets for us to achieve. And one is the growth of the women's game. They give us a KPI and the number of players that we have registered. We're a little short of what the target they've given us. So this particular season going forward, we're really gonna concentrate on it. And, and there, is, you know, there is an appetite out there for it. From, from the girls and we've got to be able to facilitate that for them. Whether it's, you know, the, one of the difficulties are there isn't the same number of girls sometimes in a unit to form an 11, 11 v 11. So uh, we might have to concentrate on garrison teams, but uh, we're going to grow the women's game. Watch this space. <laughs> they make wonderful ambassadors when they're out and about. Is, something that, is that something that's installed from the top? You are playing representative football albeit for the army, but you're representing the British army. Yeah, well, you, you know, you'd like to think soldiers, we've got a code of conduct, and you would like to think soldiers uh, will follow that uh, without any difficulties at all. They, they are disciplined individuals. So, uh, yeah, they are great ambassadors. I've been on many a tour with them, and uh, yeah, they've, they've never let the side down. Is it a subtle tool for recruitment and retention, do you think, football? 
I, I think it is, and we have uh, individuals out there at the present moment who go to the professional exit uh, games and, you know, go along and say, you know, you may not have had a, a, a professional career in football, but why don't you consider joining the army where you can still play football? So uh, I, I think it is a, a great recruitment it's tool. It's something that other sports do. I know rugby is one of those, but it's, it's great when it happens in football as well. It's quite rare from somebody from the ranks to go on and play pro football. I'm thinking Tom Broadbent was probably the last. Tom Broadbent was probably the last. And of course, over the years, we've had a number. Lee Bradby was one other. Mikey Taylor was another. And prior to that, Guy Whittingham. Um, I don't think, and, and I don't want to do the players any disservice, because we have one or two players who play in the non-league game at, at a very high standard. Keith Emerson uh, and, and Luke Kearney, they all play at a very high standard in the, uh, the non-professional game. But I think in the future going forward, if we're going to have someone that uh, will represent their, uh, their nation, hopefully it'll come from the women's game. How proud are you that every year a really strong element of army players, both men and women, go on to represent UK Armed Forces? Oh, it's, it's a great achievement. Uh, when when the, the call-ups come out, the first thing you do is count how many army players you've got <laughs> against those in the Navy and the Air Force. And uh, you're disappointed if we don't have more. I mean, obviously, we are a bigger service than, than our sister services. But, uh, no, it, uh, I'm really pleased for, with uh, the number of players we do get going forward to represent uh, the UK Armed Forces, which in itself has really grown over the years. Now, I imagine being Secretary of the Army Football Association comes with an awful amount of administration. <laughs> How much support do you get from the actual FA, the English FA, the governing body? Yeah, we, we get a lot of support. We get a lot of financial support from the uh, governing body, which uh, assists us in employing three individuals, uh, mainly in the development area. And uh, they obviously we're regarded as a county within the Football Association. And uh, they, they have been very generous and very helpful over the years. And an exciting aspect of that is when you see the FA Cup final, military personnel actually holding the trophy before yeah. the game kicks off. It's, it's great. It's a, it's a great way to advertise the services because obviously we're there with our, uh, our sister services and also flag bearers. We're uh, occasionally asked to supply flag bearers and there's no shortage of volunteers yeah. who wish to go to Wembley and carry a flag of whichever nation or club it is. It's, it's great, absolutely great. Well done, Billy. He's changed my mind, which is hard to do. Mm, tell me about it. <laughs> I just We spoke to Billy at length about lots of different subjects, and one thing we didn't get across in the last little bit that you heard was our chat to him about the um, the, the officials, the, mm. the referees, because the army and the military run some fantastic courses for those that don't play but want to rise as high as they can in the game on the officiating side of things. and. If I wanted to listen to that, Kath, where could I go? Yeah, he talks a lot about the volunteers as well, the people that make that Wednesday league um, football possible in the military. So if you want to see that full half an hour chat with Billy, and believe me, it's very entertaining as well as enlightening, you can go to the BFBS Sports Show YouTube channel where there's a full back catalogue of all the interviews we've done with our sporting stars since this podcast started way back 
in September last year. <laughs> way back. Yeah, way back. Now, talking of longevity, Jules, of course it was the Wimbledon finals this weekend with the women on Saturday and the men's final yesterday, that being Sunday. Um, but Sue Barker, she's been fronting that coverage for the BBC for 30 years. Yeah, well, I see. I knew Sue before she did, took that gig on. You watched her play, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, felt that old, but... She used to come into the... Do you remember I told you about the celebrity supermarket I used to work oh, in? Oh, yeah. C- Cliff Chris Richard. And his melons. Yeah, David Kidd Jensen. Um, the golfers, M- Laura M- Davis. Yeah, Laura yeah, Davis. Yeah. Uh, M- celebrity M- supermarket. Uh, Michaela Strachan. Off oh, of, gosh, off that's of all, a new all the, one. Okay. All the, all the Wildlife programs. Autumn watches and spring yeah, watches. Yeah. Well, Sue was another one that used oh, to come in. Wow. And, um, you've got, you've got uh, a story one fa- for every occasion. One famous... <laughs> Uh, meeting that we had was she was coming around the aisle one way I was coming around the shopping aisle the other way and we sort of did that you know that sort of dance. awkward dance mm. where you no, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we ended up doing a thing like the Chuckle Brothers oh t- to you oh to me but um, I I didn't see what you, she I had in her you I can see the basket. line this is the Chuckle Brothers less so Sue Barker mm. the legend that is but um, what a career what a career and you know she I mean <laughs> There was a lot of talk about the tennis, obviously, and she was trying to deflect any attention from her. And yet, every interview, they were like, "Oh, thanks, Sue. You're an inspiration." And she's very, very very emotional. Facing young lady, yeah, very emotional. Um, two brilliant finals in the singles. Um, I have to say, I was backing on Shabur on Saturday, but um, uh, Rybakina, a a very worthy winner, coming through um, two sets to one in the ladies' final. Um, also, the the wheelchair final had a Brit in, oh. Alfie Hewitt, and he was oh. looked was like... Was it two match points? He had four, four I think he had four points. or five match points. The, you he know, had all the match oh, points oh. and couldn't convert them. He's still only 24, though, so he's on, got, don't worry, he's got a long way to go. Then, of course, the men's final, um, which was the crowning glory um, on a sunny Sunday at Wimbledon, and... I think Djokovic, you know, we spoke a lot about Kyrgios last week and I think he did let his tennis do the talking for the most part. But the the brilliance of what Djokovic did is he did not react. Like he did not let any of that those histrionics get to him and he was the Iceman as ever. Isn't he called the spider? In the way that he Djokovic. Yeah, in the way that he can reach shots that other players cannot reach. I did I thought the Iceman as well, or the oh, Bionic no. Man or, you know, whatever he is, but a deserving winner and he's got yeah. one more to go and to, to get to Roger Federer's Wimbledon and record. A, we say it every year, a special well done to all of those military personnel. Absolutely, the stewards, yeah. Who, who use their own leave. People think that they wow. do, people think they, they get leave to do it. No, they don't. They they have to do it in, in their own leave. So well done to those if, if you were stewarding this year. Good show. Um, women's Euros, I mean, England's first game, they looked a little nervous, if you ask me. The general consensus is they can play better. So we're hoping for, for bigger things in, in the tournament. Um, good news in rugby union, as I mentioned earlier, Northern Hemisphere sweep this weekend. I've never seen that does happen it sweep before. Back, does it sweep never, back to the other? Never seen it happen before. And yeah. we had a little chat last week. I didn't think that, apart from England, that the others would do it. I mm. thought that all the others would be overpowered but I was wrong delighted to say I was me me yeah. I was wrong a miserable Wales fan he was wrong <laughs> always miserable and <laughs> I was wrong Wales. so I'm miserable about that yeah it was fantastic um, and it's really nice to see in Formula 1 as well a bit of mixing it up Leclerc winning um, um, winning this weekend and obviously Carlos Sainz it's cargo fine I know one but again you, one week you're winning next minute you're having a incredible a, a, 
Um, cars catching but fire. it is nice to see other names sort of coming out of the hat there in Formula One. Um, cricket, T20, England won the last game but lost the series. Um, not a great start for Joss Butler, but I, I know that good things are, c- are to come from that side. And they were missing a couple of Absolutely. their big hitters. All the test Perhaps players who've been playing. Stokes, yeah. uh, Rashid, and Root to a certain extent yeah, as well. well he's been, hasn't he just been playing some mm. cheeky shots in the <laughs> test series? This new Baz ball. Oh yeah. gosh, Baz does not like the term baseball. Oh, does he not? No, he's not a big fan. What does he want us to call it then? <laughs> um, just cricket would be good. Okay. Good test cricket. Talented test. Cricket. I don't have a hotline to Baz, but um, I have seen in the press just that Dave he's he, <laughs> he's just no, I don't know of that. Unfortunately, mm. um, maybe that will come. But look, looking head, Jules, you're in and around the pool this week. What's no, going on? Not Nepal, <laughs> the pool. The pool, sorry. Uh, it's into services uh, diving, into services water polo, into services swimming this oh week. Gosh, the whole so, yeah, triple if trifecta. I, if I can get the holy trinity of the swimmings, <laughs> if I can get there, I will. And it's going to be hot though, isn't it? And uh, oh, I know. It's, it's always a bit. You we we say that like that's a bad thing, but when you're in the swimming pool. And, and, you, and you're not. And you, yeah, and you're up. not. You're not the one actually in the pool. No, you're, you're not allowed in the water. No, so. so you're getting all, all sweaty and. Mm. Mm, you yeah. could take a GoPro and pretend and put it at the bottom of the pool, and then you, you know, you get your time in the water. Maybe interesting angle. But uh, John Knighton is busy putting together some Commonwealth Games interview preview interviews ahead of Birmingham, which of course ki- kicks off at the end of the July, and we'll be bringing you those over the next couple of weeks. So some good names in the hat there for for military. It's all in the hat for you. Formula One was in the hat. Commonwealth oh, in the hat. Wow. Okay. Or coming out of the hat. <laughs> it's like an episode of Hogwarts. <laughs> That would be good. Um, I'll try to get another one in before the end. But that is it from us, from Forces Sport, for another week. Please do email us at forcesport at bfbs.com with any suggestions on future guests, any events you think we should know about. We are, of course, open to all kinds of feedback. We just want to know what's going on and how we can cover it. Don't forget, you can listen again to the weekly Forces Sport programme at bfbs.com slash podcasts or on Apple, Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Just search for Forces Sport. The whole back catalogue is on there. Plus, you can also view the full interviews on the BFBS Sports Show YouTube channel. Forces.net is a place to go for the latest results and action. And do keep an eye on our social channels, BFBS Sport and Forces News, across Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. It's goodbye from me and from Jules for another week. Thank you for listening and we hope to see you out in the Forces Sporting World this week. Forces Sport.